Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for revealing who you are. Jesus, thank you for representing the Father so well and revealing who he is, what his nature is, and all the freedom that you have for us through your death, burial, and resurrection. I thank you right now, Lord, for revelation spirit, breakthrough anointing. Father, give me the, the anointing right now to be able to present your word in a way that people are going to grab hold of it and say, I can apply that today. I can step in that today. I can do that today. I can release that. Father, I thank you through Jesus for everything that he's best the death, burial and resurrection accomplished. Everything that was shut and everything that was open. Everything that was cast down and everything that was lifted up. Everything that was evaporated and everything that was consolidated. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the victory of His death, His victory of His burial and the victory of His, revel- his resurrection. Jesus, thank you for resurrection life in each one of us. Oh, Holy Spirit, have your way here today. Spirit of the living God, fall on us afresh here today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Okay, grab your seats and Zach stole it, but shake hands with somebody. Somebody you didn't shake hands with or say hello to. Rightio. Psalms 119 verse 18. I love this. I love Psalms 119. Who's read it? It is the longest chapter in the Bible. It's a go-getter. You've got to take a marathon and have a cut lunch to get through it. Open my eyes that I may see the wonderful things in your law. The law there is actually talking about the Word of God, the profound Word, spoken Word, revealed Word, um, accomplished Word, promises of God. So today I want you to grab hold of that. Open my eyes. Holy Spirit, open my eyes afresh. God, speak to me out of this. Who's hungry today? Because you're only going to be fed as hungry as you are. Who's been reading Matthew 4, 5, sorry, 5, 6, and 7? You can read 4 as well. Come on. Because in there, Jesus said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will go hungry. No. They will be thirsty. No. They will be filled. So if you're hungry today for revelation, if you've got some issues in your life or you, you need some breakthrough, then I, I hope, I pray, I actually implore you to activate your will right now and get hungry. And, and do you know what? The, the best thing you can bring is your agreement. I can tell you now that the first, the nine o'clockers, they were agreeing pretty full on. Let's see if we can outdo the nine o'clockers by being... A, Something, I'm telling you, this isn't just for me to feel good about myself that you're going, yes, yes, saying yes. This is something about an atmosphere change. It's about taking authority of the atmosphere. I can't remember who it was. It could have been Martin Luther King Jr. But it said, for, for evil to triumph, it's just for good people, good men to do nothing. I'm telling you now, for atmospheres to stay the same, it's just for good people to keep quiet. For atmospheres and and spirits to reign in places, all it needs is for you to shut up and just put up with the status quo. I'm telling you, no, start agreeing with what is true. Start agreeing with what is powerful. Start agreeing with the Word of God. Open my eyes afresh that I may see the wonderful things in your law. 
So we've been talking about how we fight our battles. That's what Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is about. Jesus is revealing just the heart of the Father in the, in the commandments, the heart of the Father and how to get on well with God, how to get on well with each other, and how to really prosper and be blessed in life. And it's right through 5, 6, and 7. And it finishes up, if you listen to my words and do what I say, you will be a strong house. You will be a house that even though the wind blows, even though the storms come, even though the hail and torrents rain down on you, you will stand strong. It's not like, oh, if you listen to my words and do what they are, none of that stuff's going to happen. No, it will still come, but you will see victory through it. You'll be able to apply the word of God in your life. You'll be amazed by how God will come through for you again and again and again. So we've been talking about fighting our battles, and this is part of it. We've got to be armoured up. So we're doing an armour part two. Who got anything out of last week when we did we went through the, um, the, the first part of it? So... I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation, same scripture, but it just has a little bit more emphasis in some different places. <laughs> I love that. I remember when somebody, you know, it all depends on the emphasis of the syllables. <laughs> now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for the last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Come on. Oh, well said, Paul. Well said, yes. This is catching the spirit of what Paul said and bringing it out in such a beautiful way. Oh, the word stand there, this word stand actually means to stand against, to oppose, to resist and withstand something. But it goes on to say in verse 11, so put on God's complete set of armour provided for us. That's so important. It is provided for us. You don't have to go looking for it. It is right there. It just says that you need to stand in it and you need to take it up. There's three areas that you need to stand in and there's three areas that you need to take these things up and use them. So put on the complete set of armour, not just part of it, not just the helmet of salvation and go, oh, I'm saved, I'm, I'm, that's all I really need to do. I'm saved so I don't have to go on with anything else. I believe in God, so that's it for me. Or just, oh, I've got faith for this, I can believe, and not using the sword of the Spirit. No, no, it's a complete package. You've got to use the whole of it. Put on the complete armour provided to us. So then you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser, also known as the Satan, the Satan, the devil. Verse 12, your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods, little g, and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all, say all. all. That's right, you got it, all the armour that God provides so you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Will rise victorious. You are destined for all things and you will rise victorious. So I'm going to just read through in the NIV the, the, um, everything that we need. Here's a picture of it. 
This is the full armor of God. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness firmly in place. You can't just have one without the other. You can't just have truth in your life and not have the righteousness. They interlink. They both protect the area. And your feet, your feet got a readiness not to run into evil, a readiness not to, to run after your own agenda, readiness not to run into anxiety, but readiness that's ready with the good news of peace, righteousness, truth, peace. Stand in these things. The word stand there actually um, means, I'm, I might be jumping ahead here. Am I das? I don't know. We're going to go with it anyway. Put on. So it actually, it doesn't mean to resist or withstand or to, to oppose. The word stand here with the belt, breastplate and shoes is actually to put on, to remain in place, to submit to the breastplate, the truth and the peace of God, to rest in the righteousness, the, the truth and the peace of God, to abide with and um, to live within. The word abide there actually means to endure through things with. To put up with things with, you know, to, to, so when you've got stuff going on in your life, you stand in righteousness, you, you submit to it, you, you have that righteousness, you get the truth, you know the truth, you stand in that truth, you remain in it, you submit to it, you submit to the peace. Because I'm telling you, anxiety and, and mental health things are going to try and invade your life. No, no, stand in the peace that God has got this. Stand in the peace. That's why it says don't be anxious about anything in Philippians. But pray with thanksgiving. And then there's peace that will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Verse 17 and 18. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Passion translation. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph because God's plan is that you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in the triumph that Jesus has, has bought for you. Put on holiness as a protective armour that covers your heart. Guard your heart because out of it flow all the issues of life. Stand on your feet, ready, alert, not sort of staggering, not little, don't, don't sit there cross-legged on the floor and when you get up, your feet are gone to sleep and you're not ready to move and you're like, ow, 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 when you try and, who's had that? You know, ooh. you don't want that. Stand on your feet, alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace, the Passion Translation tells us. Back to the full armour of God. In addition to this, truth, peace, righteousness, in addition to this, Take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy, the evil one, and take this helmet of salvation. I'm not going to put it on. The Israelites, the, the, the Romans had these helmets that had flaps down over their ears, and it wasn't easy for them to hear, but it protected their, he their ears from getting hit in the side of the head. The Israelites, though, had these bronze helmets that their ear holes were actually had holes in them so that they could hear commands, they could hear directions, they could hear encouragement, they could hear where they needed to go and what they needed to do, and they were spurred on in doing that. Now, I bought these because I had purchased some um, devious weaponry at one time, and so that Callum and I could run around on our property shooting each other. And it hurts quite a lot. 
I got hurt more than he got hurt. I realized when I bought these weapons that he is a better shot than me. And I, when we went paintballing, I wanted him on my team every time. Because what I have, you know, I passed on to him and it, and it, and it increased. I gave liberally of my gifts and talents of shooting. I'm actually a pretty good shot. He's deadly. Come on, guys, you've played laser tag with him. Who wins most of the time? Callum. So, Callum, come up here so I can hit you. Um, Take up your helmet of salvation. These are things that we need to take up. The helmet of salvation. The shield of faith. So this word take up actually means, this is Callum's sword. It's, it's actually a lendil, sword of the West, or a replica. It's not that long, really. And I'll use this little one. So, glasses back on because Callum's here. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith. So it, when the fiery darts come, it's going to shield you. And not only that, but it extinguishes those things. If you, if you read, actually, I will read that in a second. Um, so take up this thing. Then take up the salvation, he- the helmet of salvation. Take it up. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's what Scripture tells us, which is the Word of God. The word take up there actually means... To indiv- excuse me, individually and corporately receive. Remember, it's armor that has been presented, prepared. It's it's yours, ready to take it. We've got to take this thing up. Um, so it means to use it individually and corporately to get hold of, to seize it, to accept it, to be amazed by it, and to use with rep- repetition and intensity. It's not something that you just have and then you just let it sit there. This is, um, most of this stuff is Jenny and, um, and Sam Spari's equipment because they live in a castle, so they, they need to have some weaponry in there. But this is a sword that hangs on the wall. Unfortunately, it has become tarnished and dull. The sword of the Spirit is meant to be used repeatedly and intensely. It's actually meant to be used all the time. You don't just let it sit there and then grab it when you think you need it. No, you've got to be aware. You've got to know how to use that thing and be ready to, you know, to, to stand your ground and to use it when, you, when it's appropriate and be amazed by it. When God comes through for you because you stood on the word of God, you applied your faith, don't, don't just go, gee, that was lucky. I've done that. You know, I've actually prayed for something once. It was so profound. God immediately answered it. And then I sat there going, did that really just happen? When my response, don't, I'm not alone in this, because so many times we think, like Paddy was driving around looking for a car park and he's going, oh, Lord. I'm sick and tired of driving around looking for a car park all the time. Lord, if you only give me a car park right now so I can do my shopping, if you give me a car park, I'll give up drinking the whiskey. I'll give up hanging out with the boys. I'll go to church every Sunday. I'll read my Bible. I'll do it. I'll pray every day. Lord, if you only give me a car park, all of a sudden, the, sun, the clouds part. The sun shines down, and here's a car park. And Patty goes, oh, Lord, don't worry about it. I found one. When God comes through, be amazed by it. Proclaim it. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. 
thank you. We think it's a coincidence. No, it's not. It's God coming through. It's, his, it's faith in his word. So how do we take up standing in righteousness? Jesus has done it. Standing in truth. He is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, the spirit of Jesus. We stand in that peace of God. Okay, that's there because we're actually meant to, to stand in those things. But we've got to take these things up. How do we take it up? How do we apply it repeatedly, repeatedly and intensely in our life? It's got to be a daily thing. It's got to happen on a daily basis. So um, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality. This is the Passion Translation again. I hope I'm inspiring somebody here to go, what is this Passion Translation? I need to go and read that Passion Translation. Where is the Passion Translation, Stephen? Just look at, I don't know, Bible Hub, Bible Gateway, any of those, and just type in TPT and you'll find it. It's a great translation. Darcy uses it all the time. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. It is all the evidence we require to prove what is still unseen. That's in the TPT. The NIV says that our faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things that we haven't yet seen. It is a powerful thing. Now, faith is not just a hope. No, no, no. Hope comes out of faith. Having faith in God wants good for me. God wants to provide for me. God wants to heal for me. And then the hope is, oh, Lord, that you do that. But it's not just a useless hope. It's actually a profound hope. So when we use our, our faith, remember, we can use it individually. So when that, it comes at us, or we can use what's the phalanx, where it locks in together and you end up with a shield wall. So that when the enemy comes and you're standing together. See, at the moment, we're not individuals. We are here unified. We're two or more gathered together. They're Emmanuel. God is with us. So the whole, God is with us here. When we join together, we get to encourage one another. When we join together, we get to link arms with one another and we're strong. So I, this isn't a place where you get to just come in, sit down. No, if you're doing that, you're attending something. You're not actually participating or don't be an attender in church. Be a participator in coming together, linking shields. If you're, if you're not in a life group, we advertise it up there, please get in a life group. We want to actually have more life groups. We want our life groups so full because people are coming together during the week because um, they're saying... Growing in my faith, growing in my relationship with believers is more important than watching Netflix or going out and doing sport or going and do those, have time for those things, but, but make your walk with Christ such a profound thing because the enemy wants to take you out if your faith isn't strong. And not only that, you can't just use your faith as a hope, oh, well, I hope that works, because you've got to take... Take up the shield of faith with the sword of the Spirit. You've got to know the Word of God because just having a, a shield where you're standing alone, no, you've got to be able to attack and defend and come back and parry and, and move against them because as they move forward, they were linked together and they could advance on the enemy and, and they'd, have their, they'd be down, they'd be stabbing through there and as the guys dropped, they'd step over them and somebody would whack that guy and he's dead now. But it's not a natural battle. It's not a physical thing that we're looking at. It's actually invisible because we have an invisible foe. It's not anything that you have to put on or, or anything like that in the natural. This is all a supernatural area. 
So activating our faith, activating the, the helmet of salvation, activating these things. So throughout biblical history, there have been examples where God has come through in battles. God has come through in situations. God has come through. And we read about this. If you read Hebrews 11, it talks about all the instances where people by faith did certain things. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, it just has them one after another. So in Hebrews 11, it talks about how faith is this thing. So verse 16 of Ephesians 6, it says, In every battle, take up faith as your wrap-round shield. When the Romans started getting into battle, they had these long shields, and they, they would get together in a group where the guys in front held them out like this. The guys on the side linked in this way. The guys in the middle put their shields over the top. So they were a wraparound shield that, that no one could get into, and they could hold their ground for a really long time. The Battle of Thermopylae, where the Spartans stood against the Persian Empire of Xerxes the Great, they had round shields where they dropped down into a circle. They held off um, about a million guys and nearly decimated the whole Persian um, passion for, for advancing on on Greece, because these guys held um, the Battle of Thermopylae, this little tiny spot, and took them, took them a long time to defeat them. Um, and it says here, For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming to you from the evil one. This is the Passion Translation again. Embrace the power of salvation's deliverance. Salvation's deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts against lies. The enemy just wants to take you out with lies, convince you that he's got the answers, that convince you of a story that's not real, convince you that you're down because this person or that person. No, it's not flesh and blood. It's principalities and powers. We've got to remind ourselves of that. And it says, and take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. So here's some examples through history. Okay, this is just out of the Bible where Moses goes in, let my people go. So they, they let him go. And then the, after 10, you know, devastating things on, on Egypt, so then they go out into um, the wilderness. They come to the Red Sea. Pharaoh says, whoa, I'm going to go get those people and bring them back because I'm just an angry bloke now. So here they are. Pharaoh's flying down to get them. I've got a picture I painted. So I did this earlier this morning. And um, he's flying down Israel, the children of Israel on the river, on the Red Sea, and they're going, Moses, we can't go forward. We can't go back. This situation is impossible. Why'd you bring us out here? But God had spoken to Moses and told him. So Moses said, No. He linked in with Aaron, he linked in with his sister, and he said, no, we're going to stand firm in this. They linked their, their shields together and, and stood against, not Pharaoh, but against the words and the complainers and the negative concepts that were of all the people that were around them. And the sword of the spirit, God had spoken to him. He said, what's in your hand, Moses? He said, a stick. And he goes, use your stick. So he stood there on the banks of the river, on the banks of the river, the Red Sea, and they linked shields. They had the sword. He, he had the wholeness. He didn't listen to the lies. It's impossible, Moses. We can't go forward and we can't go back. What happened? He stuck his rod into the, into the, the, the Red Sea. And what happened? God caused the mighty wind to come and blow the waters packed. And so that it, there, not only was the... The water pushed back, but they had dry ground for them to walk across on. 
Um, Moses said to them in Exodus 14, 13, he said, Do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord that the Lord will bring today. The Egyptians you see here today, you will never, ever see again. And what happens when they got through the other side, the Egyptians followed them, boom, the the sea covered in over top of them and wrote off the whole army. That devastation Egypt never recovered from. They were wiped out because of all the plagues, and then they had their army wiped out. They never recovered from that. It's a profound time in history. So Israel gets through that. They go through the Jordan. Same thing. God does another miracle. They go through the Jordan. So they've seen God's plagues. They've seen God come down on the mountain. They've seen God with the Red Sea. And then they come to Jericho. Jericho was a really big city at the time. Um, this is a, an artist's impression of them. Archaeologists have found the place, and it's, a, it's just amazing how they built these walls. How do they get through? What are we going to do? Oh, Moses, we can't go through. The walls are too high. It's, we're never going to do it. They're too big, Moses. The walls are too high. We can't defeat this. But God had spoken. Sorry, Joshua, not Moses. Another story. So Joshua says to him, no, God has told us we are to march around this place. Once for seven days, and you've got to keep your mouth shut. Why? Because they're a bunch of complainers. They're a bunch of whiners. They were like, oh, this isn't working, Joshua. How are we going to feed it? It's too big, Joshua. Shut up. God says, don't let them talk because I want you to have a shield wall here. I want you to do what I tell you to do, the spoken word of God. I want your mind protected with the salvation of God because I don't want you to believe the lies that you're going to believe. Stand and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. So what happens? They march around once once. For seven days and on the seventh day, they march around it seven times. That would have increased the ability to complain. That would have increased the anxiety. Oh, we're doing this and nothing's happening. What's going to... At the end, they would blow a trumpet. And what happened? Blow the trumpet, shout to God, walls come down. So they applied the the, the faith, the sword. And how do we do this? We take up these things no matter what you're facing. It might look too impossible. It might look too big. Take the life. Goliath was opposing the whole um, army of Israel. And it took a little shepherd boy coming to bring a snack to his brothers and a gift to the, to the captain of the army. And he turns up there and they're all cowering. He's too big for us. He's been a warrior since he was young. Oh, no one can defeat him. And David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that will oppose the armies of the living God? He said, when I had a bear come at me, God killed that bear. When I had a lion come, God killed that lion. I know what my God can do. He has done it before. He can do it again. I'm not going to listen to the lies that you're going to try and tell me that this is too big, that this is, a, this is an, a, a, an opposition that I can't beat. And what happened? He ended up throwing a little tiny rock, hit Goliath in the head. Then he took Goliath's own sword and chopped his head off, his big fat head. Jesus had a friend whose name was Lazarus. And he gets a message from Mary and Martha saying, You're the one whom you love, Lazarus, is, is sick. Please come. Jesus just goes, No, no, this isn't going to end up in death. Um, this is going to be for the glory of God. And hangs out with the boys a little bit longer. 
hangs around for a few more days and then says, okay, let's go because Lazarus is sleeping. And they go, well, if he's sleeping, then he's going to wake up. No, you dummies, he's dead. And I'm holding on to some things that I want to see defeated in my life. I'm holding on to some weaknesses that I want to be reinforced in. I'm, I'm holding out for some healings in my life that I'm praying for, I'm believing for. I've got my faith up. I'm applying the word of God. I'm guarding against it. And the enemy still comes at me. Enemy still tries to knock me out. But even if I don't see it happen, and I'm believing that I will see a healing come, I'm still believing that I will see breakthrough come, even if it doesn't happen on, on this side of the line on, while I'm on this earth, in glory, it's going to be done. So either way, I know that my God has got it. Even if I don't see healing and pain go on this earth, I know that God has got this plan for me. So... Jesus rocks up and they go, oh, Jesus, if only we're here, then, then he wouldn't have died. Jesus, if only he'd come a little bit earlier, then it wouldn't have died. But Jesus, full of faith, Jesus operating in the word of God, Jesus guarding against the lies, because he could have let doubt come in. He could have easily let doubt come in and go, oh, this is a bigger one than I thought. No, he didn't. He actually stood up there at the tomb and they said, but Jesus, he's been in there for four days. Roll back the stone. And then Jesus proclaimed the word of God through the faith of God with his mind protected against the lies of the enemy and said, Father, I am so glad you hear me. And Father, that you respond when you hear me. And then he says, now let your will be done. Lazarus, come out. And what happens? Lazarus comes out. I don't know what might be dead in your life. I don't know what might be, you might be thinking, this is done. This is finished. There's no way that God can bring it about. Yes, you can. Link your, get your faith out. Apply your faith. Know what your sword says. Know what the word of God says. Let your salvation, the wholeness, the completeness that comes from Jesus guard you against the lies of the enemy because he's going to come at you trying to get lies into your head. No, no. Have that shield on. Let your ear holes only be listening to what the Spirit says. For us, those that are led by the Spirit, keep step with the Spirit. So keep up. So Jesus proclaims that. Lazarus comes forth. There's a lot of things, Callum. There's a lot of things. He did a great job, didn't he? Thank you so much for that. You might think there's things in your life that are dead at the moment. Aaron once had this. This is the brother of, of Moses. Aaron had a stick, a staff, and they were looking for a, a leader with the, um, from the priesthood. And they got their staffs, God says, get their, their sticks together, what they walk with, and stuck them in the ground. The next morning, Aaron's stick became an olive tree. Now, it actually produced leaves overnight, it produced buds overnight, and it produced fruit overnight. All stages, all seasons were covered. There's such a profound message in this, but I just want to encourage you in this. What you think might be dead, what you think might not have life in, Jesus said in, in Matthew 9.23, somebody asked him, um, Jesus, if you can do this, and Jesus' response, if you can, he said, everything is possible for one who believes. Everything is possible for one who believes. If you ask and do not doubt, our Father will do it. It says that in the Word of God. Stand on what the sword of the Spirit says. Allow that to be applied with your faith. And don't let the enemy get into your head and saying, but it's too big. It's too impossible. It's too late. He's too dead. It hasn't got any life in it. God can even make a stick turn into an olive tree. Come on. That's amazing. The end of it here, 
And this is the number one thing. So when Paul said, I leave the best to last, and then he leaves the clincher to the last thing at, the, at there. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. And then it says, and pray the blessing of God. I'm pointing at it with the sword of the Spirit here. Pray the blessing of God on all His believers. So many times we're just stuck on praying for what we want or our breakthrough and there's people that are worse off than us. I'm telling you now, if you are, if you are generous with your prayers for others, Lord, bless their marriage. Bring them back together. Father, provide for them. Lord, fill them up with your, your provision. Heal that person, Father. Heal them. Breakthrough in that person's life. If you're generous with that, it says that God will be generous to you. If you're faithful and little with your shield up, if you're faithful and little, it says that God will make you faithful with more. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with all forms of prayer at all times. Pray blessings upon all the believers. If you're able to stand, can you stand with me now? I want to pray a blessing over you, but not only that, I want to pray a breakthrough prayer for healing, for wholeness, for taking up the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, activating these things in your life. God's got fullness for you. All things in victory. Whew. I've made myself even excited over that. Excuse me while I just rehydrate. Hallelujah. Let's just start thanking God. Because there, there are areas, I know there's people here that are holding out for miracles. There's farmers here holding out for miracles. And you might think, oh, but that, that, it's too dead. No, no, no. If he can make a stick that had been turned into a staff, burst forth, all things are possible to those who believe. You might say, but I've been in pain for years. God can't heal this. Yes, he can. All things are possible to those who believe. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. The victory is through Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father God. God said, I'm your provider. You might think, but I, I, I've got a lack in this area, financially or whatever it might be. God is our provider. God is our peace. You might think, but I've got anxiety. I've got mental health issues. No, God is our peace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for all that you proclaim about who you are and all the promises that you give us. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Need to be vocal on this. Agree with me on that. Thank you, Father. Father God, I thank you for the armour that you have given us. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the witness of your Holy Spirit that you have given us, those who believe. I thank you for salvation, Jesus, that you are the way, the only way to the Father. And that door is now freely open for us to walk through with thanksgiving right now. Father, thank you for being our provider. Thank you for bringing life into our bodies, the resurrection life of Jesus. Thank you for life where there is only death that we see. Thank you for joy, Father, where there's only sadness that we see. Father, thank you for peace where there's only anxiety and trouble that we see. Father, I thank you for an absolute turnaround 
in people's lives. I thank you for breakthrough. Whatever it is that the heart is crying out for in this room right at this moment, I thank you for marriages being consolidated. Father, I thank you for love flowing again. I thank you for peace in homes, peace in hearts, peace in minds. I thank you for your provision, Father God. If that's you at the moment, just start thanking God. Start thanking God. Where there is death and where there is only what looks like has been stolen, Father, I thank you that you will restore even what the locusts eat. You will restore what has been taken away. Father, I thank you for everything that you have for us, all the abundant blessings, all the life, all the goodness, all the victory that you have for us. We praise you, we thank you, and we seal it today, Father, that today is the day of salvation. The day is today, Lord, that where you bring wholeness in. Thank you for healing, thank you for peace, thank you for joy, thank you for provision, thank you for resurrection life. We give you praise. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.